You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 38. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hey, Yummy Mummies. I am so excited, as I am every single podcast. (laughs) We are going to dive into the model part two. So if you've had some questions or maybe some hangups on the thought model, the self-coaching model, I also call it, this episode is for you. You are going to get a lot out of it and you're going to get a lot of clarity around the model, which is the best coaching tool there is, hands down. Before we dive into that, though, I really want to share with you a comment that came from my client today. She popped into Slack and she was just sharing with the group a big celebration that she's noticed, which is her relationship to working out. And she says, I've always known I feel good after exercising and that it's good for me, but I didn't realize what a mental thing it was in relation to my thoughts about my body. I definitely thought working out was something I could rely upon for weight loss for so many years, and it was often a source of stress for me, what to do, getting motivated to do the thing, finding the time around everything else and the kids. I had this anxiety around exercise like I wasn't okay until I worked out. And that actually caused me to do less with my kids and it affected my mood a lot. Anyway, since I just decided I want to move my body to feel good and reduce stress, my relationship to exercise has totally changed. I'm finding creative, fun ways to exercise, which are leading to more fun and connection with my kids. For example, today I had no plan for exercise, but I played Just Dance with my daughter, jumped with my kids at Get Air, that's the trampoline park, and played tennis with my husband. I had more fun and got way more exercise than usual. I casually burned 1,100 calories and there was just no drama. I know the number of calories doesn't matter. I just tracked my workouts and was surprised since I didn't torture myself. I just said yes and played. So exciting. You guys, that is one of the best, most profound, unexpected benefits that comes from doing this work. Unhinging, working out from being okay or not being okay. And I wanted to share this because I've been having similar reflections around this idea of exercise. Like I just, I actually did tennis with one of my old clients. I think I might've told you guys on the podcast, we played tennis. It was great. It was a workout. My old self would have had to run five miles and take a 90 minute like power yoga class. And my this self just played tennis and let it be amazing. And I'm not burning out my adrenals, right? I'm not caught up in a bad mood because it's 8.30 p.m. and I haven't worked out. It's so freeing. I really want to encourage you guys to start unhinging, moving your body as a way to lose weight. What if moving your body was just a way to connect to yourself and to your family and to have fun? So freeing. Okay, you guys, let's get into it. I get a lot of questions on the model and I really want to take time to clear them up. So in the last episode, we did the model part one. You guys now know that there are two types of models. There are intentional models and unintentional models. Now, we can call it the thought model. We can also call it the self-coaching model. 
the thought model. Let's just go with that for a second. You guys, we have 60,000 thoughts a day, approximately. So we don't need to do models on every single thought. It's just we need to do some models when we're noticing, when we're becoming aware of patterns, habits, results, behaviors that we don't like and that we want to change. So I really want to point out to you guys that when you decide to do this work of investigating your thoughts and looking at yourself and like peeling back the layers, shame might come up. And I want you to know that's normal. When people realize for the first time that their thoughts are responsible for their feelings and then thus their actions and then thus their results, like we learned in the last episode. When people realize that they're the ones responsible, it can be very empowering and it can be a little shaming because what do we want to think? Oh my God, this whole time I've had control. I'm the one in charge. I'm the one creating my results. And I just want to offer to you that's not useful. (laughs) That's a normal reaction that may come up when you're like, wow, I'm the one in charge. But I really want to encourage you guys not to beat yourselves up for being the ones responsible for anything. This is just really the best news ever. Right now, moving forward, you can create anything you want, literally anything you want. Isn't that crazy? Anything you want. And we're going to talk about that later on in this episode, but you can put anything you want in the result line. That's the bottom line. That's the last line of the model and work upwards. Of course, things that you can control, but there's so much more that you can control than you probably have thought that you can control. This is another thing that will happen. My clients will discover, or I used to discover, unintentional models that weren't working for me. For example, maybe I'd step on the scale and I would feel shame or I'd feel guilt or I'd feel resentment or fill in the blank in terms of the negative emotion. And what I would want to do is like quickly jump to another model. Okay. How can I feel better? How can I think a new thought so I can feel a new feeling to feel better immediately? And I want to teach you guys, this is not the point of the model. The point of the model is not to identify unintentional models and then quickly move to an intentional model. Okay. Let's slow down because when we slow down, it really works in the way that it's meant to work. So how do we slow it down? We identify that unintentional model. I step on the scale. It says 132. I think, what the fuck? It's not working. I hate this. And then I feel angry. And then I throw in the towel and then I gain even more weight. Can you guys see that model working out? Circumstance, today's weight, 132. That triggers a thought. Thought, I hate this isn't working feeling. The number on the scale can't cause the feeling. The thought, I hate this isn't working, is causing the feeling of anger. And then the anger turns into the action of throwing in the towel and eating seven cupcakes, which then turns into the result of gaining weight. Okay. So what my tendency was, and what your tendency most likely will be is, what can I think about 132? What can I think to feel better? I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to throw in the towel. I just want to fix this. Quick, hurry. (laughs) Hurry up. Let me get to a better feeling. First of all, 
that's not going to work because you haven't processed through the anger or the shame or the guilt or the resentment or whatever other emotion is coming up. So I want you, I want to invite you to sit with that unintentional model and really see it for what it's worth. Really see, okay, it really wasn't 132. Someone else could get on the scale and weigh 132 and feel elated. And that would be because of their thoughts. Maybe they're thinking, wow, I'm really doing it. And of course, that thought is available to you too. Now, I'm not saying you jump to the next model. I just want you to sit with what you've already created, even if it feels a little uncomfortable. Be willing to sit in that discomfort because that is you processing through. You can't really truly access a new positive thought when you are resisting and fighting and mad at the unintentional model that you have created. You have to allow yourself to sit with it and be like, okay, let me examine this thought here. It's not working. Well, is that really true? These are questions I'd ask myself. Is that really true? Is it really not working? And then my brain would be like, yeah, it's not working for this and this. And I'd be like, maybe there's some things that are working. And then my brain would be like, okay, fine, this and this. So without jumping, and oftentimes, you guys, I want to be really clear here. Oftentimes, you won't even need to create an intentional model. Just you seeing the unintentional model will clear it for you. You'll be like, oh, I see. Okay, that makes no sense. It totally is working. But I'm actually meant to lose weight at a rate of 1.5 pounds a week versus four pounds a week, like my diet brain tells me I should. (laughs) Anyone been there? Raise a hand. I want to encourage you to just slow the F down, sit with, notice the thoughts that are creating the feelings that are driving the actions that are then creating the results, and then decide from that place of, okay, I'm really creating this. Then from that place, you could create an intentional model. Okay. So 132 is on the scale. That is a neutral fact. You guys, that is a circumstance. That is a neutral fact. And you can think whatever you want about that neutral fact. Now you have to believe that thought at least partially. So maybe your thought wants to be, maybe you want it to be, you know what? I am doing it. It feels hard, but it is working. Maybe slower than I like, but it really is working. And I can do this and I'm willing to do this. So try on some new thoughts that might get you to a feeling of empowered or focused or disciplined or committed. Because if you can think a thought about 132 that then makes you feel committed, focused, disciplined, happy, whatever feeling you want to feel, then what comes into your action line? My guess is the seven cupcakes doesn't. (laughs) My guess is you honoring what you said you were going to eat and not eat shows up in your action line. Honoring your protocol, whatever that might may be. And then in your result line will be lose weight if that's the goal. 
You may want to jump to an intentional model once you've processed the unintentional model, but I don't want you jumping too quickly, okay? And be willing for it just to clear itself. Oftentimes, like I said, you don't even have to create a new intentional model, but have fun with it. Let yourself be playful with it. Let yourself have a lot of rough drafts. Okay, I'm going to go over some other questions and common mistakes that people want to make. I really notice that people do not, clients do not want to be clean about the circumstance line. So if you guys remember, the circumstance line is the top line, okay? And a circumstance is just a neutral fact. Today, I weighed 132, (laughs) right? Not, I gained so much weight. My clients want to put, I gained so much weight. And it's so funny because we'll go and we'll look at the actual facts and they've actually lost six pounds over six weeks, but they gained a pound because they're getting their period or whatever. Maybe they just gained a pound because there is a margin of error when it comes to our bodies. And so they want to put in the circumstance line, I gained weight. Now, first of all, that's not even true. It's not a fact. So you can't put it in a circumstance line. You have to get really factual. A neutral fact, something that you could literally prove in a court of law. Now, some of my clients will be like, oh no, I can prove it in a court of law. It's like every court of law. Like you could get everyone on the whole entire planet to agree that this is a fact. Literally this scale said 132 today. You could even be like the scale read me numbers if you want to get more neutral about it right? You really want to neutralize that circumstance line. Now, why would you want to neutralize that circumstance line instead of putting a whole bunch of adjectives in there? Because you'll have so much more space that you can then create. When your circumstance line is neutral, the scale said a number, you have a lot more space to think thoughts on purpose, thoughts that serve you, thoughts that are useful, thoughts that get you to the result that you want to create. Okay. So the scale said numbers. Do you see how you have more access to the thought? I really am doing this no matter what. You have more access to that thought, which then feels empowering, which then helps you create what you want to create versus I gained weight it's going to be harder and you're going to feel like you're putting a positive on a negative, right? So you just want to really neutralize that C line so you can create whatever you want to create. Let me give you another example. People will think like my husband snapped at me or my kids are at each other's throats. They think things like that are circumstances. I'm like, no, uh-uh, that's not a circumstance. No. You've got way too many adjectives in there. How about kids are saying words to each other or husband is saying words to me? A lot of times that circumstances are these neutral facts because have you ever remembered a story and you're sharing it with someone that was also within that story and they remember it completely different? Right? They're like, oh, I thought that was totally funny. And you were like, oh my God, I thought that was so mean. Right? person's words are totally neutral until you have a thought about them. The weight on the scale is totally neutral until you have a thought about it. We'll have to do an episode on this. (laughs) We've done an episode a little bit that touches on this, but I think I really want to go deeper. This is fun. And it gives us so much freedom because most of what we're saying to ourselves 
all day long is really just a story, is really just a thought. But our brains will disguise these thoughts as facts. And when our brain does that, we have no space to create the feelings that are going to create losing weight for the last time. Can you guys see that? So really get your circumstance line neutral. Now, other people will be like, I don't want to think a happy thought about the fact that there is sex trafficking and wars and fill in the blank, horrible things. I want to offer to you guys that like sometimes we want to feel like shit. You could put the COVID-19 pandemic in the circumstance line and you might not want to feel good about COVID-19. You might want to feel sad about it. You might want to feel like shit about it. That's okay. You might want to have thoughts that are quote unquote negative about the pandemic. So I want to give you permission to feel like shit, to feel bad if you want to feel bad. And I want to remind you that part of life is feeling bad sometimes, right? My coach teaches life is 50-50. We have to have that contrast. That literally is the way our world is designed. Thank God we have this shit. Thank God we have the feeling like ass. Thank God we have the negative so that we can actually feel the positive. Your willingness to feel depressed, to feel terror, to feel rejected, your willingness to feel those really bad negative feelings is so awesome because it gives you life on the other side. When you're willing to feel terror, you get to feel elation. You get to feel pure joy. You get to feel total bliss, right? When you're just living in neutral and you're not willing to go to one end of the spectrum or the other, you really miss out on life. So I just want to let you guys know It's okay to feel like shit. It's still not the pandemic or COVID-19 that's making you feel sad or lonely or depressed. It's still your thoughts, but you may want to keep those thoughts. Once you see them, you may want to keep them. You don't have to change them. This is just a tool so that you can become aware and move forward consciously and on purpose. So a couple other things I want to share. A positive thought always leads to a positive result. A negative thought always leads to a negative result. Now, it doesn't mean you can't interrupt the model. Once you have the negative thought and then maybe you believe it and so it turns into a negative feeling, you can interrupt it right there like we talked about at the beginning and you can process through that feeling of loneliness or anger or shame. You don't have to let it turn into an action. You can take a couple deep breaths and be like, this is shame wow, this is anger. I'm feeling really mad. It's hot and it's red and it's in my chest. You don't have to let it move into the action line. But what I want you to be very careful of is that you are not making your anxiety or your shame or your stress responsible for positive results. No, no, no. Positive results come from a positive thought. You might think it's coming from anxiety, but what you did was probably create a new thought. You know what? I'm going to take this energy and I'm going to clean the house. And then you felt motivated and then you cleaned the house. It wasn't your anxiety that helped you clean the house. (laughs) It was your thought. You know what? I'm going to channel this. And then you felt motivated and it was that feeling that created the action that created the result of a clean house. Remember, 
Positive thoughts create positive results. Negative thoughts create negative results. I want to get very specific here. A positive feeling like committed, like disciplined, like strategic, like patient is not always going to feel positive inside of your body. Sometimes it's going to feel a little painful or a little hard and that's okay. It's still a positive emotion. The emotion of patient is positive, but inside your body, it might not feel as amazing as something like joy or fun. People always want to be like, is fun emotion an emotion? I'm like, yeah, fun is totally an emotion. (laughs) I do want to make that little caveat. Sometimes positive emotions don't feel super, super awesome inside your body. And that's okay. You're still going to get your positive result. If you're willing to feel disciplined, patient, committed, determined. A couple other things I want to tell you, keep your models clean. I would rather you create a bunch of different models instead of one big model with tons of sentences in each line. So a clean model looks like I weigh 132, thought I'm doing it, feeling empowered, action, honor protocol, result, lose a pound, okay? Versus I weigh 132 and then the thought is, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I hate my life. It's not working. Just pick one thought, you guys, one clean little thought, one feeling that creates one action or inaction it creates, and then one result. I really want to hear back from you on these podcasts. Let me know any follow-up questions you have. I want you to practice this. This is, and you guys know I say this all the time, but this is one of the most important assignments I've ever had you do. So get out a piece of paper, do a mind dump, get all your thoughts out there, pick one, model it out, practice, let me know how it goes. If you wanna dive deeper, I wanna make sure that you are on my wait list. Go to laraconley.com so that you can apply in September for the October round of the Yummy Mummy Experience. Have the best week ever. I love you guys. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you rated, reviewed, and subscribed in Apple Podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening, you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It is my proven course and group coaching program where we take all this material to the next level. And yep, you guessed it lose weight for the last time. So if this is something that you want, head to lauraconley.com and click work with me. The best part, it comes with a body back or money back guarantee. And of course, you guys, if you haven't gotten your free podcast listener gift, head to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. There are three weight loss hacks inside this gift that I am so excited to share with you. These are the three things that I do every day and my clients do every day to lose and maintain their weight. So head to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. If you guys don't know how to spell Laura Conley, it's just L-A-U-R-A-C-O-N-L-E-Y. I will see you there.